Welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. Uh, I'm David Fraser. We are recording on a Wednesday this week for um, reasons beyond our control or whatever it is that people say. But nevertheless, we're delighted to be here. And I have three other QPR fans with me. Two of them are QPR podcast regulars. One is BT Sports' very own Chris Charles. Hello. And another one is Funky Flowers' very own Paul Finney. Hey. Paul, you're looking very sharp tonight. I know you're denying this, but I am certain that you have had a professional haircut from a professional barber who has actually done and trimmed your beard in a way that's left it very precise and shaven and clean shaven. It'd Correct? Be a, no, it'd be a complete waste What's of happened to you? You're uh, a metrosexual. Um, soften. Um, no, because with a face like this, let's be fair, whatever you do, you're still going to look like a twat. So I would not pay money. There it is, Apple. There it is, iTunes, the first obscenity of the podcast. Please ignore. Carry on. Sorry, George. I didn't say that, did I? I was just thinking it. No, I haven't. I would never have any. My my hair costs about six quid to cut, and there's not much of it anyway, so, yeah. And we also have fourth time, third time? Third, I think. Third time, uh, Raul Desai, QPR fan and... Yes, not a founder of the podcast, but a very welcome semi-regular. He can say what his day job is. I know what it is, but he can't say what it is. It's something to do with something that Paul doesn't like, isn't it? Yes. Kind of. <laughs> you work for another florist. Let's leave it at yes, that. Yes, he does. Oh, okay. We're going to have a florist off. Okay, so... Um, That's not even a we word, have, uh, Right, let, let me um, do a couple of bits and pieces first. Um, thank you for the beers to Richard Hennessy, who has bought the beers tonight. Raul has also bought the beers, um, so we are beard and and um, sided out. But uh, thank you very much for your support, Richard. Top um, man, Richard. I've top... met Richard. He's a lovely fella. Yeah, he yeah, is. He's, yeah, he, he's already are... retired, and he's not that much older than Paul, so I'm very jealous. Remind me which one of you two is older? Chris. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Although he doesn't look it, to be fair, you look the oldest. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. Let's carry on. Um, also, any don't high five. That's pathetic. You guys are now um, the oldest. After that, that yes. was so lame. Who high fives? That, that that was very lame, wasn't it? You, you like tried to carry off a we're young. You look much older, and then you high fived. You undermined it, undermined it all. Yeah, when you can say it, you can in, in, insult us. Carry on, people. Um, waiting for the yeah, me and Fraser us. are doing the Harry Kane Deli Alley handshake. We're young. Exactly. What was Harry? That about? I've seen yeah. that. That's seriously bad. Who's it? Harry Kane? And who's Deli Alley? I think I look a little bit more Deli Alley. I know I look a little bit. I'll take Harry Kane. Okay, I'll take you Harry would. Kane. <laughs> anyway. Um, Harry Kid, really? Him. May as well just say what we've said Sorry. for the last 260 or 70 odd podcasts, which is you can follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod. Uh, have a look at us on Facebook and also go to our website where you can listen to all old episodes. Go to QPRPod.com. .co.uk. I will probably say this at the end as well, but the tickets for our live podcast are now on sale. We do a live event once a year at the end of the season. This year it's on Tuesday, May the 9th. It's going to be at the Good Ship in Kilburn. And we already have one confirmed guest, which is Mark Bircham, assistant manager slash QPR 
sorry, is he assistant manager or deputy manager? You know who, what I mean. And QPR legend who will be there. Other names to be announced. It will be a very, very fun evening. Go onto our website, qprpod.co.uk. Buy a ticket and join us. Right. I like the live podcast because insults inside are free. Yes. It's fun. It's fun, isn't it? It is. It's good, yeah. uh, it's good yeah. to meet other people who think I'm a complete idiot in the flesh. No shortage of them. Okay. <laughs> I, think it might, I think we might have upset them. No. <laughs> Just do your high five again so we know that you're both 50 or nearly 50. Just Ooh, do it again. It sounded like this, definitely. everyone. Ooh, he's, 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 okay. He's, 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 he's upset. Okay. Right. Which 1 0 defeat would you like to talk about first? You might as well start at the beginning. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, Derby. Mm-hmm. Go. Disappointment. <clears throat> Bad day at the office. Not overly concerned by it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a it was a very poor display. Um, I don't think we were in it from from minute one really. Um, and whatever we were doing, it just didn't work. Luke Freeman, who's sort of been our saviour for the last half a dozen games, went missing. Uh, happens, I guess. Uh, I did think the reaction to it was, um, you know, a lot of people have been saying, you know, praising Holloway and saying we've done well, but. So a lot of people came out of the woodwork saying, what's he doing? And having a real rant about it. And I, I didn't think it really merited that. I think some, I, I guess it's a bit different if you're two points off the drop and that happens mm. and, and put in what looked like a completely dispirited display. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not overly concerned. No, but you know, it's, it's so tricky because we're in this circle that, you know, we win a few games, we're going to win the league next season, and then we're going to go back in the Premier League and give it a red go, and Rangers mm. are back, and we're rebuilding, and we're doing everything right. Fernandes is great, uh, Lee Hughes is great, the world is a wonderful, shiny place in W12. We lose a few, everyone out, that's it, we're going <laughs> backwards again. It's going to be as bad as having Sammy Kojo up front. We're awful, this is it, out, 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 new manager please. Um, and I don't know if that's modern football, but I don't really understand it, because he's clearly experimenting. He does change the lineup a lot. And we won 5-1 the previous game. I mean, I know it was against a sort of school reserve team, more or less. But we still you won. still have to beat what's in front exactly. of The school reserve won. team that we lost to a few months well, ago. Well, that's, yeah. that's a different matter. But we just come off a 5-1 defeat, and then, you know, the world caving in after a 1-0 loss is, is, is all a bit ridiculous, isn't it? That's football. Yeah, I agree. It is a bit... I am curious why we are chopping and changing the lineup so much. I'm curious if it's just... Pre-season. Hot. Preseason, but I'm not sure if it's the fact that we just have so many players and so many midfielders, and he just wants to give everyone a chance. But it, it is—it's uh, hard. You see, when Washington has a few good games, and then he comes out, and then Smith has a few games, and he comes out. I'm not really sure what the thought process is. Is he just trying to experiment? Is he just trying to keep everyone happy? Because you look at someone like Goss, he hasn't gotten too many chances to play. Is did he play yesterday because they just want to give him a chance and keep him happy, or is he? managing the squad what what's the purpose behind all these changes i think in my own personal mind which is a scary place to be at the best of times <laughs> um I, I i i think that you need to keep the strikers together to keep building up a relationship to keep going it's fair enough to change around a wee bit of the fence a wee bit of the midfield but certainly keep smith and washington together because they look like they could, could be a really good partnership and the more games we win the more goals we score the more season tickets we sell the happier everyone is and then you can still experiment. You can bring still on for the last 15, 20 minutes like he has been doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at the moment, it is starting. I mean, you know, he, he, he's putting this player in here. He's putting that player there. It's, 
it's different formations. It's all very well and good, but we're, we're not going to get relegated and we're not going to win the league. But I think that's exactly why he's doing it, isn't it? it, it he's could... doing it because nothing's now going to happen, so he's experimenting. Yeah, but we have had a few bad months on the Hasselbank where we were in danger of throwing ourselves off South Africa Road. Um, and it would be great to end the season with a real... Because we were finding real momentum. And, and Washington was flying. That goal he scored for Northern Ireland and stuff. He, he, he came back for the national big flying. And looking at the player we thought we signed for the price tag that we signed him for. And I guess, as a footballer, you never want to sit on the bench. You know, regardless of reasons. And, and that Smith applies would, to Silla, doesn't it? Yeah, but I'd rather have Washington in the side than Silla. Especially based after last night's performance. But, uh, I mean, is there... The problem we don't know is whether any players are carrying knocks or uh, you know are, are a bit jaded or whatever reason I've missed quite miss Prav's updates remember Prav God, that was physio. a long time yeah, ago yeah. Well, they don't do that anymore no I know it works the British lands but now. at least you knew exactly where everyone was how far they were away if they picked up a knock in training so we'll stick them on the bench or whatever I mean I, I suspect can tell you um, Ravel Morrison's not fit I can tell you that much yeah I, could tell uh, you I, that. I, I mean I'd be surprised I mean he wasn't even on the bench against Villa do you think he'd be kept on Yes. Okay. Because Holloway, uh, sorry, when you say kept on, you mean the loan renewed because he's still got two years at Lazio, don't forget. Mm. I think they'll try and make an effort to bring him back because Holloway is one of these managers, a bit like Allardyce, maybe a bit like a Ferguson, a bit like a Redknapp, in that he's convinced he, he's the one that can change him. Leon Gion. Isn't he? He has to have a lost cause that he's chasing after, that he's putting all his effort into the, uh, and that's very admirable and that's one of the qualities that makes him a great manager but I think you get the feeling that his, the one he's got in his sights that he wants to repair whether he'll be successful or not is, is uh, Morrison but I mean I know he hadn't played for a long time and he, he I mean talking months and months but surely it doesn't take you that long to get fit does it to get match fit Nobody well, that's knows. a shrug of the Prav? shoulders. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's also the formation too, because they play three-five-two or three-four-three. So you have two strikers, five in the back, and then you have two central midfielder slash tennis players. So in that position, we have Freeman, Luongo, we have Goss, we have Cousins coming back, mm. we have Manning. So now you add Morrison to the mix. You have six players who are basically competing for two spots. Yeah, and Luongo and and Freeman definitely deserve to keep playing every week. Manning has been a damn good player, and then you still have Cousins. So I think we may just have a surplusage in that position. Uh, and I don't think it's just a fitness thing with Morrison, is it? I think there's been long-standing, long-reported oh, yeah, problems yeah. with 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 his his attitude. And I'm not, I'm not, I haven't heard that he's had a bad attitude since he's come to QPR. Um, but it's it's going with a player like that. It's going to be a whole long management process. I often wonder, was it when we signed him and made him stand in the rain? when they took all their photographs. I've never seen someone so unhappy and nah. joined a football club in my entire life. <laughs> Did you remember that? When we signed him, he was, he was getting drenched. I it think was that was... raining. Yeah, you, you know, there's, you can take photographs inside as well. Like, you don't have to do it in the pitch like with this bucket and down cats and dogs like the poor brother sitting there going, oh, I've, I've and, just come back to the why can't they think of a better photograph than holding the shirt or holding yeah. the scarf? Football has evolved, not the game of football, but the kind of marketing, branding surrounding it. They've come up with so many amazing innovations and ideas, but nobody has come up with a new you know idea for just, a player signing. I have, just go, now. Go on. Grabbing um, David Speedy by the neck. <laughs> for no, our younger speaking. listeners uh, yeah. Uh, yeah but no one's come up like everybody just does that hold a scarf hold a shirt come up with something better um, what would you prefer like per, 
underwear things. But something. talking of the lineup, um, yes, I, I, I've done a little. And uh, apologies if made one or two of these. I mean, I've, I've gone through it a couple of times. It may be wrong, but lineups are starters from the last five games: Smithies, Freeman, and Hall five, Ananua five. Sorry, Furlong, Silla, Luongo, Bidwell four, Smith, Yenny, Pav three, Washington, Manning, Lynch, Perch two, Goss, Mackey, Petrasso one. Uh, actually, Petrasso was the bench, so discount that one. But yeah, that's the. Well, he played. He came on. Just call the, out the, the, the ones who've started every game. Start started oh, every started, game. Sorry. Smithies, listen. Freeman, Hall, Anua. Well, I think you've got there. You know the ones that are that he feels are nailed on. Yeah, don't you? and then no major surprises. There. And then Furlong, Silla, Luongo, Bidwell with four. Luongo, the one he missed because he's mm. come back from Australia. So you'd think that. Well, Luongo Freeman clearly is the preferred pairing mm. which I wouldn't disagree with yeah I just think it's it's funny because we've we've had uh, it, this all kind of reminds me of this very wealthy couple that I knew in New York who were both divorced many times and then they ended up marrying each other and having all of this furniture from their different marriages and bringing them all together in one room anyway this all ties back to football yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm enjoying this because I'm wondering it's, you're going, you're doing a finny here and I'm wondering where we're going with it let's keep, let's no, keep with it folks if you look at our squad it's like multiple relationships or marriages and we just have you know these players from one from one manager and we have Coyote from Hasselbank and we have Henry from God knows when and we have all these players and it's just such such a big squad and so many midfielders and did they stay together? Yeah, I want to know that. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. You're saying it's like a kind of straight we've just, cat's we've home. Just, we've just Odds brought so like... many. We have so many different regimes, I and mean, we've had four different regimes in, in three or four years, and I think we just need to maybe think about which players we're going to offload mm. next year. And, and, and Tell us was... about the couple. Yeah. Did they make it? They made it. And, oh, and good. I wonder, good. Isn't I, that I, nice? Well, that bodes well for us. Do you reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon? Do you reckon the, the other managers are arguing about who they want to um, have custody of because they don't seem to be able to settle a hell of a lot of them? So probably do the cat custody of Carl Henry. Carl Henry, he must be in the, still be on the naughty step. He's been on there quite a while. Indeed. But the thing is, I don't think it's all negative. I think we, we've got. I think we can next season, and I think it'd be realistic to hope for promotion. It's just. There's some cynical people who are saying, is it Holloway's way of saying, by the way, if you take out Washington, Smith, um, Luongo, whatever, this is, a, this is what I'm left with. So we need to invest more mm. in more championship players. Well, there's two ways to look at that as well. So well, let- who knows? I'm surprised Doherty hasn't had a go. I'm quite disappointed at that because I like, actually quite like him and I think he, he does deserve a run. Let's talk about players and positions after the interview. We're speaking to Kevin Gallon in a minute, friend of the podcast. Quickly before that, we haven't talked specifically about Villa Mm. last night mm-hmm. um, Rahul you watched the entire 90 minutes today on QPR player which which is quite a confession that's quite something really? to say out loud I did wow um, to tell us what you thought yeah the the matches it's a lot less exciting to watch when you already know what the outcome is and I was fast forwarding through all the throw-ins but it was um, <laughs> But it was it was the first half was was relatively a flat performance and nothing no one really stood out too much. I think Freeman was pretty good and and Luongo looked good, but just seemed to be a little flat again. And then the second half they were a lot better, but didn't really have that final quality in the final third. Um, in particular, I think Furlong, although he's definitely improving, playing well and bid well, they weren't providing great service into the box. Silla in the first half was not getting was basically feeding off scraps and it just seemed to be once we got into that final third there wasn't that cutting edge but in the second half we did we did put we were uh, 
putting a lot of pressure on Villa, but it just there weren't ultimately too many great chances. I, I think I think to be fair, you, you forget how much money they've spent on their side as well, Villa, and they've got young thirteen million, fifteen, I think. Yeah. I mean, they, and they got the young, they got that kid from Brentford. They spent a fortune on him as well. So you, Hogan, they, yeah, yeah, was it? Yeah, and they, they've got and there's, there's a, I'm sure there's a guy playing for Villa who's a QPR fan as well. Anyway, um, so there's, there's there's all that going on, and I love their fan sense of humour. They make me laugh. You know, they talk, take the piss out of their way support, which is roughly about, I made it about six, 700 there last night. Um, but I was at the front, and I can't see at the backs and blind, so I'm just guessing there. Um, and they're like, you know, shout support. And you're thinking, that doesn't work when you've got a half-empty ground and yeah. a whole stand empty at the top, like, lads. And also, it's like, they're all getting very bantery. Says, I hate that word, but anyway, you know that. And then Rangers started saying, we'll play you again. You can again. use it. As the metrosexual you are with your yeah. with your hipster haircut and beard trim, you can start saying banter now. Go ahead. Hello, I was abusing one of the um, the villa bloke with the big no, beard. No, really. I, yeah, I was I, I was chanting Shoreditch reject. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't catch on. But I thought it was really funny. But nobody else did, and I looked really stupid. But yeah, and also when we pointed out we'll play them again next season, their their kind of their attitude changed a little bit because I don't really like Villa. I think they're. A club that have always had ideas above their station, if you ask me. All right, they've won a European Cup, but anyone can do that. Yeah, but we beat them 2-1 to finish top team in London, so... Yeah, and yeah, yeah and Trevor yeah. Francis scored one of the best ever hat-tricks yeah. I've ever seen. perfect hat-trick. Yeah, the perfect track. yes. But it's interesting how times change, because they're singing a lot more about Birmingham. They never used to sing about Birmingham, but last night they were singing a hell of a lot about Birmingham. So it shows Isn't you. it annoying that Birmingham have, will, will just squeak through getting relegated oh, Broward got them just too many points yeah. didn't they Forest might they maybe we might send Forest down again though yeah that would be fun yeah, yeah. but it's a shame if, if Rowett they'd only sacked Rowett two games before they would be heading for that trapdoor now I they've got too many here's a, here's, a, here's a thing top of your head David because you're a bit of a stato you know and you know in your previous life you're probably a train spotter but um nothing hey if you're listening you're a train spotter there's nothing wrong with that yeah train right. spotters all welcome here how many managers started the season the championship will finish the season about 24 clubs do you know the answer to this not a clue oh, oh right okay <laughs> but i'm just i'm just i'm just throwing it out there because uh, do you think they sack too easy i tell championship? you what we'll do in the magic time where we say here's kevin gallon and then we turn off and we phone him and then we edit it together. We'll have a look. And I we'll bet come it's back a with what we think the answer is after this interview with Kevin Gallum. All right, on the phone now we have QPR legend, friend of the podcast, and a man that loves to buy everyone a pint of Weatherspoons, Mr. Kevin Gallon. Good evening, Kevin. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Kev. How's Hello. life? How are you? We're we're okay. We haven't seen I'm, you for a while. We're missing you. Well, yeah, I will be. I will be back on soon. Sorry, I couldn't make it tonight, but you know, something's happened. What Chelsea, and, Man uh, City? I'm disappointed, but I'll be I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. Good man. You're, you're not in the pub, are you? Not yet, but I'm, I'm <laughs> on my way. Yeah. <laughs> See, right, good man. Did I'm you... only joking. I'm only joking. I'm at home uh, putting the kids to bed. Ah, uh, just like everyone normal. Now listen. How, how have you viewed the um, season so far? Uh, the season has been... Oh, well, okay. Okay. Well, compared to like the hype that was predicted before the season, then it's been poor, but I, I didn't believe the hype. Uh, I think uh, 
it was the right decision to uh, change the manager. Um, and I think after January, at uh, the transfer window, we've done really good business. And if we hadn't done that business, we'd, uh, we, we could have been in uh, big trouble going down. Oof. So you think if we hadn't sacked Hasselbank, we would have been relegated without a question? Well, yeah, that could have been a possibility. But it depends on what would have happened in the transfer window um, in January. I think we've had a decent transfer window. And uh, I think getting rid of players and then getting, and getting other players in has been a major factor on our upturn. And uh, the, the wins in March... Has, has pretty much kept us up. Kev, we're, we're currently 16th in the league. It's um, yeah. six points, six places, sorry, above the bottom three. Is that higher, lower or par for how you view this QPR squad? Well, I think um, I've watched quite a lot of games with QPR this year. Uh and there's been a lot of games where we've lost and where we could have got a draw. And there's games where we've won, where we could have lo- got a, could have been a draw and could have lost. Uh, I think there's still a lot of big work to be done. And the big work to be done is uh, getting players out of the club. To be honest, that's what I, I that's what I think. There's I think there's a, a squad of 30, 32 at the club. And there needs to be at least ten to, to go, so we can progress. Um, do you, I mean, hey, Kev, it's Chris. How you doing, mate? Hi. How are you? All right, mate. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you say get, get rid, I mean, Corker, you'd imagine probably is going to be one of the ones to go, and Carl Henry definitely. Any anyone else that springs to mind? Well, there's Corker. There's, uh, I mean, Jet's not playing. He's, he's back at the club. He's got another year. You've got the the Polish lad, uh, centre midfield. He's out on loan, but he's coming back in the summer. Um, I, I, to be honest, I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of players that need to be go. That's just one of uh, there's like three of them. I mean, I, I spoke to someone the other day watching the Derby game and I thought we were a bit lightweight in midfield mm-hmm. and they said to me well you know our, our holding midfield players are Henry and is it Barashik was yeah yeah they're not even they're not they're not even there they're like the, you're sort of like your holding players and they're not even near the squad or going to be in the squad so I think there's going to still be a big change around a QPR and I think the big the biggest thing for Ian Holloway is is more to get the players out that he doesn't want than getting the players in that he wants. Yeah, I was going to say, because we don't want a massive clear out again, like 10 out and then another 10 in. Because I think the last few games, it, 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 we've had a couple of blips. Against Villa, I think we were a bit unlucky not to get a point. But um, against Derby, OK, that was poor. We've written that off. But um, I, I, And as well against Derby, Luongo uh, wasn't playing in that game and he's been he's been pretty good um, in midfield in midfield uh, with Freeman for us recently. So, I mean, how many do you think we need to get in? You say a holding midfielder. Do, you, do we need another striker? That's your speciality. Well, yeah, I do. But, I mean, I'm, I just it's coming to my head. El Kiate, Gladwin needs to really move on to progress his career. These, these players need to, to go to free up wages for 
for players to to come in. Um, obviously, it's a never. You can't just keep buying players and buying players and and building up your squad and have and having players that are not going to be playing, and that causes disruption. I've been there. I've seen it. Disruption in the squad. You get a group of players, uh, like ten players, not playing, and it can spread and it's a, a disharmony. You need a you need a squad of twenty to twenty four players who are who are sort of in and around it and got a chance of playing. Uh, do we need another striker? Yeah, I think we do. Uh, Silla, who I like, but I like him more from the bench. When he starts, he's not not as effective. Um, Matt Smith is obviously is a presence. He's good in the air, but the only problem when Matt Smith plays is every time we get the ball, we seem to go long to him, and then we don't sort of have any uh, build-up play from the midfield. Connor Washington at the moment, he's done well uh, in the last couple of months, but he still needs to prove himself. So I think we need another striker. Strikers can usually get you out of this league and uh, and make you progress. So, you know, but, but hey, everyone's looking after strikers. It's a tough, it's a tough world out there. It's not easy. Hey, Kev, it's Rahul here. Um, just a quick question on, on that point. Um, we've seen dramatic changes in the lineup, even after pretty good results at Rotherham. We, we made four or five changes against uh, Villa. We made a few changes and changed the formation. Why do you think Holloway is changing everything up so much? Is he, is he just trying to keep players happy, or is he trying to see what he has for next year? Why do you think we're switching everything up so frequently? Yeah, I've noticed that, and then um, I'm not... Uh, if you're like... Uh, a if you're a player and you and you think you're in the starting eleven and you do well, I think you want to stay in the team and you want to play every week, and that means Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. So, I think I think the manager obviously is experimenting. Well, I hope so because um, keep changing your team every um, every uh, every game. I don't think it's it's the right thing. All the best teams usually play the same team, so it'd be interesting. If you get a settled team, I can understand the one or two changes, but changing all the time, I'm not a big uh, a big fan of. Kev, I know we're not mathematically safe, but I think we're, we're, nobody thinks seriously that we're going to get dragged into it. And so my question is, have you been in this situation before where there's a fair few games left, not very much to play for, and how does that play out in the dressing room and in players' minds? And is that is that a difficult situation for the players in the squad to be in? And have you experienced that? Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit strange because when you're like sort of you're not going down, you're not getting promoted, and there's not really much on it, then you sort of need a an inner drive and a personal 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 motivation to perform at your highest level. But I can see where, like, it's, it's a difficult one. I went to a game last night, Reading v Blackburn. Reading need to win to get in the playoffs or to try and go to promotion. And Blackburn need to um, try and stay up. And there's a little bit on the game and it's quite enjoyable. When you've sort of got a mid-table rubber, it's difficult to um, to get motivated for. But that's where it comes within. And I'm sure the manager will be looking at it and saying, hold on. I'm looking at him. 
to step up to the plate and and claim a place for for next season or as in someone where I can rely on him, he gives a hundred percent of all at all times. But is there a um, is there a truth to the saying on the beach got their flip flops on that sort of thing? Uh, well, there's, there's, it's a slight. There's some players are like that, no doubt about it. And there's some players are at that isn't. Um, to to categorise the whole team like that is that's not true. Uh, but there is the odd element of uh, players who will be thinking like that. There's no doubt about it. Uh, now, now, Kev, what club are you currently doing a bit of work for? Well, I work at um, Brighton at the moment. Who, uh, who we happen to be playing <laughs> on Friday. So my follow-up question to that is, how can we beat them on Friday? <laughs> well, we'll have to be at our best because they're very... Um, Solid unit, four four two. No, everyone knows what they're doing. Got all got good attitudes. Chris Hutton has done a great job there. He's uh, he's drilled them in to work hard, hundred percent every time. Uh, they've got a good striker who can score goals. Glenn Murray. They've got an, uh, another striker, Tamahemed, who scored last night. They had Sam, uh, Sam Bulldog. They've just got Knockard's been an outstanding player for them. So. You know, when everyone says you can't play 4-4-2 in this league or you can't play 4-4-2 in the Premier League, they've uh, they've made it happen. If you've got the right players and if you've got the right attitude, it can happen. Uh, it, it'll be tough. We need to defend strongly, maybe ride our luck, but yeah, QPR can beat anyone on Loftus Road, especially on an evening match. I've been there enough. I've played there enough. It can happen at any, at any occasion. But, well, just just a thought, Kevin, um, for Friday, for um, preparation for the game, is there any chance you could poison their first team? Uh, no. I know a great kebab shop in Barnet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what's, what's your thoughts on um, bringing Ian Holloway back? As a man, and, and, and what's your best Ian Holloway story, just to round up the interview? You know what? Uh, Ian, Holliday, Ian Holloway has done a great job since he's come back because I know he started off really poorly for him, but he's done really good work in the transfer window, and uh, he's, I think he's bringing back uh, Gary Penrice as his um, scout. And I speak to Gary Penrice because I see him on the, the scouting uh, circuit every now and again, and. What he try, what he's told me is all about attitude. You sign players on attitude, attitude, attitude. And do you know what I actually said to him? Yeah, Gary, you're right. Because you can have all the ability in the world, but if you ain't got the right attitude to blend in with the other players and work hard, then you've got no chance. And that's why, unfortunately for Ravel Morrison, it hasn't worked out for him again at QPR. Uh, stories about Ian Holloway... I don't think I can tell him because he's an under-18 audience. <laughs> only, only, only if you believe David Fraser. But carry on. Yeah. There, must, there must be a clean... Something that he's done... This, your favourite Holloway moment, for instance. All right, we'll change it then. Your favourite Holloway... When did you actually think this man is I know, I've got loads of Holloway moments. Uh, I remember just, just... I've probably said it before, but there was one time uh, in Holloway... I think Kenny Jacket was taking training... And we were out there on the pitch, 
Ollie was the manager at the time, and we was all sort of tra- just my, I mean, just getting on with training. Ollie came out with a ghetto blaster, put it on the middle of the pitch, blared it out, started dancing, started singing, and basically said, "You miserable." Yeah, expletive deleted. See you next Tuesdays. See you next Tuesdays. (laughs) Start smiling. It's not the end of the world. Started dancing in front of us. We had a bit of a poor result, so we all started laughing. It was great crack. The usual. (laughs) There's loads. I've got too many, but that's the one that comes to mind. When when there's like... He had obviously a a very public splat with... um, uh, Henry, sorry, it's, it's bad. We're, we're called Henry. Yeah. I'm thinking that no one's ever going to win an argument with Ian Holloway because I get the feeling he's probably always right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. You, 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 what, what do you want me to? Is there a question then? No, 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 no. It's just, it's, Have I, you I, ever won an argument with Ian Holloway? Have I? Yeah. yeah I did actually. Ah, oh, no, that reminds <laughs> me. So I was at Plymouth. Oh, you're like this. This is a good one. So we have Plymouth. <laughs> We're playing a team, so he puts the team up, yeah? And uh, we're in the hotel, he puts the team up, and I'm on the bench. So I'm like, okay, I was a bit disappointed. So we're getting on the coach, and uh, as we're getting on the coach, he stops all of us, and he says to us, "Uh, did you see what happened on the team sheet? And we went, what? He says, "I, I missed something out. And I went, holy, yeah. I weren't fucking playing. (laughs) (laughs) And he was absolutely gutted. He went, no, I didn't put the captain on. Oh. (laughs) Did did you play the next game? I don't think he he hasn't spoke to me since. (laughs) Oh, bloody hell. (laughs) I'm joking, I'm joking. But is, 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 he, is, is he the motivator who will get Rangers back to where everyone wants to, wants to be? And should the club, obviously the club will stick with him because we have to, because we've had too many changes. And is he just what we need, do you think, him and Butch together? Oh, no. no. I always, I am a, I'm a great believer in, in what happens in the transfer market and if you get the right players in. Ollie's a great motivator. He'll organise the team. But if we don't, if we don't get the right players in, we won't do anything. We ha- I have always been very vocal on this, on this, on Twitter, that we haven't signed the right players, the decent players, over the last three or four years. If he can get the signings right, and I hope Gary Penrice comes in and gets the signing right, if you get the signings right and get the players out that you don't need, then we've got a chance. Yeah. Nice one. Well, Kev, thank you so much. By the way, you know the way everyone that comes on the podcast, I thank. And I, I tell them what a credit to QPR they, they have been in their career and everything else. Have you, have you listened to the podcast to hear this? Of course you have. Every, every week, every day. Kevin, <laughs> you, 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 That's you, a lie. you came into QPR as a kid. You've been a coach. You've been a player. Thank you so much for everything you've done for Simple Minds and Jim Kerr. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, though, you, you. you are a QPR legend, pal, and thanks for all you've done for Rangers, and hopefully we'll see you on the podcast pretty soon. I'll be at the live show, am I? I'm, yes. Yes. You were supposed to... You promised me a guest appearance. You were supposed yeah. to... Yeah, the, the thing is, you are supposed to be a surprise guest. You might have just ruined that. Yeah. 
Thingy, we, I'm support. You said I would support actor Birch. <laughs> <laughs> I said no such thing. You, you, you're the mid attraction, like, of course. Kev, we are very, I'm very like, much I'm looking like forward fer- to seeing I'm you. Like fer- I'm like therapy to you too. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch Debtorn, son? Uh, Kev, <laughs> Kev, we are looking forward to seeing you at the live pod 9th of May. Thank you very much for coming on tonight. Look forward to seeing you. I'm washing yeah. my hair that night, lads. I'm washing my hair. <laughs> so am I. Cheers, Kev. Cheers. See you, mate. Cheers, Take mate. care. Cheers, mate. Enjoy Bye. the game. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Ah, right. So, in. Um, in the time, the magic time, where we connected the call and all the rest of it, um, we d- actually did count up the championship teams. Am I going really stupid Who here? have changed manager, or, or as far as we can think, who have changed manager this season. Uh, what was your prediction, Paul? Uh, you we, thought it was the majority? I would say at least more than... The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah, majority. But I know now that I'm probably wrong. Well... We counted Derby, Norwich, Villa, Cardiff, Wolves, QPR, Birmingham, Notts Forest, Blackburn, Wigan, Rotherham, which is 11. So Ooh. not far off halfway, but not quite the There's majority. an interesting thing in that, if you don't mind picking up on that, if I may say something, and I'm going to try and pretend I'm intelligent and we're actually pundits rather than just fans who drink too much. This trick of keeping a job in the championship, it would seem, is being the top six. Yes, because all the teams at the top yeah. have... Kept their manager, but weren't Birmingham in the top six? They, they were, which they, is why it was total six. madness. And Derby last year, yeah. Um, we yeah, are. Right. What, what else do we need to? Uh, we are because of one more question, Finney. We are. We've wildly run. Hang out on of a time. second. That's what? a bit harsh. You spent the first bit trying to make out I've been the bloody shortage or something. <laughs> so let's not be having that sunshine. <laughs> Uh, Chris, you have three pages of notes, oh, no, that most which of is that amazing is... dedication after six years to have three pages of notes. No, I, I have a half a page. Most of, of that scroll. is taken up with my which players have played. All oh, right, okay. So yeah, your fi- in big type, so I can read it. What's your f- before we move on to the R's end? Yeah. Give me one thing off your list that you think is one worthy thing of discussion. Off my list. Um, okay. Well, one thing I did write on my list, which I forgot yeah. to ask Kevin Gallum, was I was quite dissatisfied with the. Uh, the re- more recent version, which is actually probably 10 years, of the Magic Hat song, where um, it goes, at the end, it goes... Oh, hang on, sorry, I'll have to look at my notes for that one. Okay, sorry. let me talk about Player of the Year dinner then. Yeah, it's back. Well, we can't, so you, you, we're, we're not getting no, rid of that. No, we keep no. going. Right, Player of the Year dinner is returning. <laughs> Sulking, I know. Like it sulks, and it's actually Chris. You're making it worse, Chris. It's fine. You, you'll it's have to it's with, fine. Player of the year dinner is returning. The club have announced. Excellent. Happy about that? Um, I've only ever actually been to one, which was. Did enough. you win? No, um, I might have won absolute prat of the year, but right not, um, or anything like that. I, I only win things that no one really wants. I've won a Perhard John ticket once. And a book of BBC London, which was about something stupid. Anyway, but yes, give no, me your votes for. We'll go around the table for Player of the Year and Young Player of the Year. It's quite simple: Manning Young Player of the Year. Although Furlong's pushing them in a wee bit at the moment, and Player of the Season is Smithies for me. Raul, yeah, I think Smithies is probably the 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 obvious choice, but I'll give an honourable mention to to Grant Hall because he really has taken on a, various roles and and been pretty steady the entire season. And Young Player of the Year. 
I'll give it to Manning. I think he probably mm. deserves it. I think it's a lock for those two. I also vote them. Chris, player of the year and young player yeah, of the year. But yeah, what they, what you all said. What we all said. Yeah. Okay, still you're still, player, you're uh, still, you're still licking still, your wounds over magic. the aborted Kevin Gallon magic hat song. So what's your beef with the magic hat song? I can't remember because I can't find it. I can't see That's it. It's fine. It happens in old days. Yeah. So, um, 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 are, they singing, are we singing about somebody else? Or are they singing uh, about they had a new You're talking about a um, reappropriation of that song. I just can't see it. Anyway, for anyone who's, who can see what Chris is doing, this is midget. You should. This is the man series. who said that I looked older than him. That was earlier in the podcast really talking about being a, that, and yeah. he can't read his own note. Right, R's end. Anything we haven't talked about should talk about regarding Queens Park Rangers Football Club. Paul, you look poised to say something. Not really. No, I was going to say I'll go last. Well, don't go first. But I don't want to. Come on. No. You just can't force people around this podcast to think you run it, you know. you, you got to... Rahul, go on. I don't want to go first. You go first. So you go first. This is bad yeah. radio or <laughs> whatever, right. or audio, or whatever we call mine's, it. Mine's a wee bit serious, so I'd rather do mine last, actually, if that's okay with the rest of you guys. Okay, I did actually have Player of the Year dinner as my R's end, but I, I stepped in at a pivotal moment, brought it up, so I've actually already done mine. Chris. You can do two, I do. No, I, I, I don't have anything else to say. Chris, no, you can pass. Yeah. Really? Raul, would you I'll like an R's end? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the R's end. I think at this point, I, I think what Gallon said was, was pretty accurate. We need to start thinking about what, what the squad is going to actually be for next year and start shaving off players and, and getting rid of guys, selling them, sending them off on loans. But we do need to, to change the squad a little bit and hopefully just scale back because chemistry i think the chemistry in the squad is definitely very good and it seems like everyone is getting along but the longer you have guys just sitting on the bench there will start to be a rot and as lester showed chemistry is a very fleeting thing and i think that we need to keep get guys out so that people can be happy and get sufficient playing time tell me about the chemistry between your couple in new york no, don't. No, don't. well remembered um well played. What are you talking about them what are they called no one's gonna know who they are Come on, just Eileen out of interest. Eileen and Lou. Eileen and Lou. And they'd be married how many times before? Mm, quite a few times. This is a beautiful love story. But they found each other. Yeah. Uh, how old? Uh, probably 50. Wow. And they'd be married several times, several broken marriages between them. But despite their furniture, they found happiness. Is this like open all ours beats the Golden Girls or something? It's a great I mean, story. It, right. it oh. is a great story. I mean... Well, well done, and, 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 and I wish... Who are they again? Eileen and Lou. Eileen and Lou. Eileen All and Lou best. from New York. Sounds like extras from the old TV series yeah. Taxi. Paul. Oh, Chris, oh, Chris is back it. now. Chris has found it. Chris, your R's end, please. Oh, Anyone still listening? Thank you. <laughs> Let me look through your notes. Hang on. Let me look through them. The size 48 font is just not okay. big enough. Paul. Talk oh, to us. I've got it. Go on. <laughs> I have got it. Now, all it was, this is going to sound really rubbish now. It's going to be some yeah. shit. But in the old days, you just went, it was um, Kevin Gallon's magic. You go for the first one. Then it was a little, oh, and then everyone knew to come straight back into the next one. But now when you do the, oh, it's so long that no one knows where to come back in again. That was it, really. Were you pissed at, at this point? Yeah, I think I must have been. I, 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 <laughs> do you know what? It's, 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 it's like, you know That's when, the sound of your notes. Yeah. You, know when I, <laughs> you know when I build up to a story? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It, I wasn't going to build up. I was going to mention it to Kevin. Do you know so, what? David can, I, I'll, get, can, I'll just sort of, because I know everyone's desperate for a Kevin Gallon magic hat story. 
I taught my kids it, but at the end it ends because their children plays all through the night, scores all through the night. Yeah, I used, I used to sing it to my daughter as a lullaby. Full version. Did you? No, mine is scores all through the night. The worst thing, I, the worst thing I ever did. This is this is true, by the way. I'm not making this up. I used to teach Lily. When she seen a Chelsea shirt, she showed scum at people just on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they're on TV. It's like scum. You know, like that sort of thing. Go to the Asda and Watford. Looks about six foot seven, built like a brick shit house, basically. And Lily is building his brass, points out from the trolley. You know where you put your kids and then we things in the trolley, and the legs stick out. This points out and she goes, Scum! <laughs> like out there, and I was like, I'm going to die. And um, I didn't die, but it was quite funny. But I'm thinking by your face, you probably had to be no, there. No, I'm thinking I've met your daughter, and she's a remarkably well adjusted young lady. <laughs> oh, hi! Which, you know, given. Given the, the, the genes is, is some achievement on behalf it's, of your it's wife. Really, it's, it's, re, it's really annoying for my, my daughter because she's doing really well at school and I was expelled. So whatever I say, she's already beaten me. Anyway, Ray, my eyes end is please. two quick things. Firstly, a serious one to Miles and Mel Huckerich. Um, going for a really hard time. I'm really sorry, lads. You've had a really horrible year. And um, my thoughts are with you. And um, yeah, good lads, good friends. And I'm really sorry for what's happened to you. Right. The other thing I was going to mention is Arsenal. Yeah. Right. I live in North London, right? And I had an Arsenal fan. I don't know if this has happened to you. I had an Arsenal fan in the Weatherspoons, because that's all I can afford these days, because mm. I don't get paid for the podcast. Just saying, for mm. listeners. Mm. Um, and he was trying to convince me that I'm desperately jealous and I have got trophy envy of an Arsenal football club and I secretly want to be an Arsenal fan, but I'm too stubborn to admit it. And... Uh, if he, if I could swap, I would swap. No, that's a bit weird, isn't it? You I know, didn't, I didn't realize you got a trophy for finishing in fourth place. Yeah, but it's not even that. There's two guys, and this is what's going to end with. He said all this in the pub, which is fine. On the train down here tonight, because they're playing, and from Barnet, there was about six or seven Arsenal fans. Sorry about this, Harry. By the way, Harry's an Arsenal fan. Yeah, carry on. They're desperate to lose to West Ham tonight so they can start the Wenger out chance. They're just like, as soon as, as, soon as Tim, or Tim Carroll, as soon as Andy Carroll scores, we start the chant. We get everyone going. They're desperate to lose. Mm. How friggin' mental it's, is that? They have become the Man United of the South. They've become Spurs. Spurs fans. That's I, what they've I become. I, uh, um, I, I don't know. I just, I, 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 do you know what? You can stick your friggin' Premiership up your arse sometimes in modern football. Give me the loft under the lights, like on Friday, with the place rocking any day of the week, and I'm jealous of no one. We also if, won the Dry World Trophy, so don't forget that. Yeah, one. didn't they go well, Yeah, we did. Um, so no one could ever win it. Yeah, it's weird. Did we get to keep it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. It, it's it's weird because we record this almost in the shadow of the Emirates, and and they are at home to West Ham, about half a mile away as we speak. And it's very strange being surrounded by Arsenal fans as we walk in. If you want to see a great video, there's an ESPN video. I think they distributed it that Leighton Orient fans did. So oh, Leighton Orient, have you seen it? Leighton Orient fans are going through a pretty tough time, and they basically ripped it out of Arsenal fans for complaining about being a very, very successful club and how terrible it would be if they actually finished sixth hey, this you, year in comparison to their problems. Do you reckon our live podcast could go as badly wrong as Arsenal TV the other day, by the way, because that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't advocate violence of any sort. It's all morally it, wrong, but I was on the floor laughing. It could go as badly wrong as this podcast, though. 
Um, oh no, this is this is unforgivable. This, this is the worst podcast. If this ever. is the first time you've listened to this podcast, please, please come back. Come back. <laughs> it isn't always like this. Sometimes we finish on time. We talk coherently. Everything. All and that. David Fraser does actually look younger than Harry, who is the youngest person in the room. Predictions for Friday night at home to Brighton. That you're the youngest person in the ground. Looking. Carry on, Chris. I think, we, I think we're sacked. What do you think? That, what do you think? What do you think the score? Will I be? think we'll get mullered, but I'm hoping for a one nil cheeky win. Chris, one nil. I, I I have this odd Paul Finney like feeling that we're going to win one nil. Oh my god! You can purge yourself to me. That's awkward for you. I have a I have an odd feeling we'll draw two two. <laughs> Thank we're, you. I tell you what, we are at home. We're a completely different football club at home, and we might just have it in us to spring that surprise. So I'm going to stick a cheeky fiver on Rangers at 1-0. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Open All Lars QPR Podcast. We'll be back next Monday. QPR. QPR. Rangers.